Hello everyone and welcome to Uncomfortable with Jamie D. Nickel. Um, we are on to episode number 7 or 6 or something. This is really good. Um, straight into it today, I'm going to talk about a, a website that's been launched called Everyone's Invited. A, a lot of people I talked about who haven't heard of it. Um, but basically, it is a website that has been launched and, you know, to give people who have been victim of sexual assault, rape, um, harassment, a platform to speak anonymously or like to share their story anonymously. Um, and there's been just like, like so much about this I've heard on the news, like, well, in my news anyway, not everyone else's, but you know, it's just really, it's just such a good thing that a good thing I can word that better that annoys me I have better words I get very annoyed at myself for saying the same things things same words Jamie you know it's just I have a better vocabulary than the word good and things anyway um yeah what I was gonna say this is just so fucking good to have give people a voice they don't have to have to share their face they don't have to have you know they don't have to be on the news they don't have to have you don't need to put it in a Facebook post where everyone can see their photos and go through them. This is anonymous. You get the list. They add the uni name on the bottom or the college. It's usually a uni. Um, that, but not that doesn't happen in colleges because we know that there's still lads in there. Not just lads. There's, you know, but majority of the time that uh, it is lads. But what I'm going to say is the uni's been listed and a... Uh, I'll read out what it says on there. So they've li- the list. There's a whole list of universities that have been named, like on the website. Uh, and there's 119. So I'll read out what it says. 119 universities uh, have been named. But we want to emphasize. Emphasize. This is what they say on the website that rape culture exists in it, all universities. From the testimonies, it is clear that rape culture is prevalent on university campuses across the UK. It is not just a school issue. It's a cultural one. We encourage students to develop the courage to challenge this culture. If you see a person be mis- being mistreated, do not be a bystander. Call it out. Take action from hap- from this happening. If you witness misogyny and sexism, challenge it through conversation, and do this with empathy and understanding, not anger and rejection. I think this is just such a good fuck. It keeps saying good. Jesus Christ. Um, this is. A great way, great, that's, that's even better, you know, synonym.com, fuck me, but um, a great way to look at it, though, in that you don't go at it with anger, um, you know, in, in terms of misogyny and sexism, but the other stuff, um, they're not saying go out with anger, but it's just good that um, it is, you know, even a website, because it just wouldn't have happened before, you know what I mean? It's just like, there wouldn't be, uh, it just would not exist. Um, in previous times whenever people didn't have a, a voice on the website there is 16,000 plus testimonies from people detailing their sexual harassment like you know all the shit that they've been through and it is lost by it is launched by a girl called Soma Sarah I'm hopefully pronouncing that right and she's the founder and basically she went through, uh, she I think she was raped and she had had, you know, 
a lot of troubled experience and just had heard from friends that you know what they had been through as well so she decided to launch this with the goal of exposing rape culture and eradicating it now ambition or that is a ambitious sorry that's very ambitious for her to you know think that but that's that is just excellent that she is doing something like this like she needs to win some fucking award instead of giving it to you big movie stars you know that, that thing pride of britain or something this is amazing from her you know what i mean from her but um it is just like they, they've had so many on this fucking website that they just um can't even control it like it's all just one big list and they don't know like what it is like they're gonna you know <laughs> how they're going to structure it it's just like literally a list of testimonies there's no like you can't like label it by uni it's just like the uni name is mentioned at the bottom of each um what do you call it at, at the bottom of each testimony but um there's there's not like any way of structuring it and it's just absolutely unbelievable and with 119 universities named and that's the people who who have found everyone's about like i have no i know people i've mentioned this to have haven't even heard of it and they've experienced sexual harassment or sexual assault. And yet, like, they're not going to share their testimony. But it's just so crazy. 16,000 te- testimonies. And that's the people that are willing to go on and type their type it out and share it. What The amount of people that aren't sharing it. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm just going to read out one example. It has the tag of Emmanuel College. I'm not sure where that is in the UK. Maybe it's not even in the UK. Um, but I just want to read a story that just had a really big impact on me. It was just, I just read it the other day and screenshotted it. I was blackout drunk at a party and I ended up following a boy into the woods. He was all over me and at first it was just joking around. Then he started to take off my clothes. I started to say no in a jokey way, but then I actually started being serious. Of course, because I was drunk, I was falling all over the place and didn't have much strength. He completely ignored me and started taking off my clothes. My vision was blurred and it was like I had no control over what was happening. He started doing stuff to me and kept saying no. I kept saying no, sorry, but he kept going. That was the night I lost my virginity. Being held down the woods by an older boy who just left me there after, after, who left me there after like I was a piece of meat. And that's one of the testimonies that have been shared. So, God only knows, it like, it really just upsets me reading things like this because, but they have to be read. You know, they have to, it's so good that, that this, be, be, saying good again, but anyway, um, have, you know, a platform to share this and though it is a tough read and um you know horrible to imagine this poor girl having to go through this. Um but you know I think that in order for society to actually have any change we need to make lads read this shit. Or the people that are doing the sexual assault and rape and all this here, like they need to, don't be giving them fucking Bibles, um, 
in like you know don't be putting bibles in drawers in fucking hotel rooms put things like this and it all boils down to i think whenever you go back to your sex ed in um fucking school if you were not taught the right way to go about consent people can go into it uneducated not that that gives any excuse but if they're educated I, I think these numbers would be significantly less and it just bothers me that there's not be, there's just not the effort being put in um like with over 16,000 reports on this website I just think that that is evidence that something needs to be done there's just there's no excuse anymore there needs to be something has to happen and something might be happening when i first learned about everyone's invited i found it from an article and on this article it also detailed that the majority which is 58 percent of one over over a thousand students that were questioned said that students should have to pass a test to show that they fully understand sexual consent before starting university and that is a move in the right direction so things like everyone is divided i think that this is you know just i don't think this has done this i think it was going to be done you know before because it's, it's just such a per persistent issue but i think that having things like everyone everyone's divided it's just like it's this needs to happen and you know i have heard the story of like there's people have said to me early or on twitter and things i've read that you know you know people think that you know oh um it's not the it's not the fact that someone is not does not know like you know a per, a, a, per, a boy could pass a test um and say that they do fully understand consent but they, they're not gonna act upon it and that's the thing we can't change you know what i mean and you know like you can't think like that because if you think like that you know the, the, the it's basically like the world's doomed there's no point of going on but the why should we not be it's small steps small thing small changes make a big difference in thing in things like this so what i think that, that this definitely should happen every person should take a, a test to see if they fully understand sexual consent like why would that be harmful in any way i i do not see in my head how that would be a bad thing make it virtual it's not that hard go and fucking google documents make a fucking quiz get them to do it if they don't pass it that red flag beside that cunt and watch him or her it's him it's never i well i've yet to hear any of these testimonies that's been involved in her so you know there is example it's not just it doesn't just and sexual harassment does not just happen or sexual assault or rape does not just happen to women and it's not just always inflicted upon them by men but are the things i've heard i'm just using it for example i'm not saying that this is all directed at, you know at men but yeah the the thing is that we need to start taking these steps in order for have to, to have society change you know there's this whole thing that goes on now about you know the whole climate and we need to take action now or else our children's children are fucked um we take action on this sort of shit our children's children is going to be fucked if it's becoming more and more normalized this is what we're doing that's what everyone's doing everyone having a voice now everyone so more discussions starting to be happening women are allowed a voice now people who are minorities can have a voice um in this day and age 
though there's still shit that happens, there's still, you know, there's still racism happens, there's still misogyny happens, there's still homophobia happens, all this stuff, but we have a voice now, most of us do, you know what I mean? Uh, more of us do, not most of us, more of us do have a voice now, and we have to look at the positives, but, um, you know, really angered me the other day, when I read, actually, I need, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm thinking of taking a break off all social media, because I'm getting fucking annoyed at it all, which is on Twitter, I read a thing that, um, there was this, this person in Hollywood, accusing sexual, sexual harassment, a, uh, as, or assault, and there was loads of, like, you know, evidence, and it was, it, this person did do it, basically, there was no, like, if, but, you know, to be confirmed, it was, there was evidence, it was like, you know, people saying, R. Kelly's innocent, ridiculous, um, what was I going to say, yeah, and then under the comments, someone wrote, laughing emojis, boys will be boys, boys will be fucking boys, I looked at the profile and exactly as you would expect, exactly as you would expect, I cannot speak today, exactly as you would expect, wearing a Make America Great Again hat in his profile picture. So we're just going to move on from that because, but we're going to move on from him. I'm going to talk about the boys will be boys thing because I know that's mentioned. And that's, you know, that's the thing that people say, you know, boys will be boys. And I, I, I'm just not having it, to be quite honest. I think that the boys being boys, that that's not a good thing. You know, people say, ha, boys will be boys. No, the generic boy needs to be changed for the, you know, the one who's, you know, in control, who, you know, uh, the one who goes out and works and the, the woman stays at home or the, you know, the, uh, the other half stays at home. Um, it needs to be changed. You know, whenever we say boys, whenever we think of a man, you really, we need to think of something different. We need to think of something, someone that is willing to listen. We need to think of someone who is there for you when you need them. We need to think of um, someone who knows when the line of consent is drawn. Whenever the word no is fucking uttered, fuck off. That's what needs to be discussed. That's what needs to be associated with the word man. You know, when you think of a man, when you think of a woman, I think, in my head, this is from the people I've been surrounded by in my life, I think strong, I think independent, I think all these things. I know this is cringy, but this is what I actually think. And whenever I think of men, I think, you know, fear, anger, all these things. And I think that there's there's so, like, maybe in a man, I think that there's, I've never sexually harassed someone, never sexually assaulted someone, none of this. But, and there is good ones out there. And it's, the, it's, you know, there is good men out there, but it's it's the issue of a straight white male. That is where a lot, you know, just straight males, I think, in general, um, are the ones that are mainly, you know, there's a high percentage of them that are doing all the sexual assault and rape and harassment. Um, and I think we need to, you know, the people who are good, like last week I had my friend Sam on the podcast, my flatmate, and he is a good lad. I, I do not, I would be very fucking surprised if he ever sexually assaulted. He hasn't sexually assaulted someone. But, you know what I mean? He is what, that is the type of people, the, the type of people we need to, you know, stand up and have a voice. That's what he said. And I think it's really good that we need people like that who are, who know the line of consent, people who, you know, respect all minorities, respect all people. Um, They need to stand up and have, the, make their voice heard to know that they're, because, you know, we're hearing Harvey Weinstein speaking up, we're hearing Donald Trump, we're hearing all these people, R. Kelly, 
we're hearing all these different people, we're hearing their voices. And then you think, oh, Christ, another straight man, you know, getting done for sexual assault. Just they're all the same. They're, but they're, they're not all the same. You know what I mean? There is some good ones out there. And I think them ones need to stand up and make a difference. Because that's when, you know, that that website everyone's invited is launched by a woman. And that explains it. No man is ever going to launch everyone's invited. No straight man is ever going to launch that. But that's the type of thing. If I want that to change, I would love men to be taken, men who haven't been sexually assaulted themselves, to actually just take steps to improve the lives of people who have been, who have been affected by all these horrible things. That's what I think. That, yeah. But please check out Everyone's Invited. Just go on to the website and have a look. And if you've ever, any of my listeners, I don't, I, there's three, as I know I always say this, but like, there's some people out there that I, there's weird places, like someone from fucking Denmark listens to this podcast. Go Denmark, you know what I mean? Um, But if any of you that have been sexually assaulted or, you know, harassed or raped, I, if you feel up to it, you know, write your testimony on that website and share it because your voice deserves to be heard. It really does. Please just look it up. It is such an amazing way to give back to society this woman has done. You know what I mean? I just think she's, she's just, she's just top quality. You know, yeah. Just top quality. And this week's guest is Phoebe Fogarty. Hello, Phoebe. Hello. How is it going today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm really good. Um, a tradition on the podcast, as my uh, listeners know, that I get the guests to introduce, a, uh, basically explain how they know me. So take it away, Phoebe. Um, so I know Jamie through through a mutual friend and the story goes I was invited to his school's formal or dance or ball or whatever you want to call it and uh, ended up on the bus next to Jamie having not met him before and kind of just been friends from then really so a uh, friendly face among a huge crowd of people I didn't know so yeah. Yeah I, I actually totally forgot that that was the first time we met on the bus. Yeah. I actually totally forgot about that. Um, as we can all tell from your accent, you're from Scotland. Uh, yeah. Whereabouts is it? It's Edinburgh, isn't it? Yeah, I live in Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, and what is that like? Because, you know, I am, come from Armagh, really small town, really shitty. I hate it. But you're it's a busy, like a busy, big city. What is it like yeah, being raised I mean, there? Um, well, I suppose I could not really have anything to compare it to. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's different from Armagh, having having been and spent a lot of time there. And you know, it's a capital city, so it's busy, but it's fairly compact, all things considered. There's a lot going on and not a lot of space. But um, yeah, it's small enough that you'd know most of the schools and you'd know a lot of people. And I quite like that. I think, um, yeah, I I would recommend if anybody was considering living there it's, it's the place to be so yeah and i've never even been there i'm very disappointed in myself um so <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh, have to come and pay a visit at some stage but yes and like i do uh, the nights out are good there too i presume yes yes well yeah i mean uh, pre-corona they were so i'm sure they'll be even better post-corona so oh yeah that'd be so good um i was gonna say uh, there's a whole big thing that i just kind of wanted to it's very deep all very quickly which is um why it's, it's not really deep why does scottish and english hate each other 
I don't understand. Because like, I know um, you're an avid anti-English person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go, I go to uni in England. So I know, to, that's um... my point. I had a, I have that written down goes, bitch, why are you in Exeter if you hate <laughs> England? Well, you know, I think I think wouldn't as much as I, uh, I mean, it's more of a, a sports rivalry, a friendly rivalry rather than a hatred because I wouldn't be down there. And I have a, a lot of good friends from England now and uh, I'm enjoying my time down there. But there's just something about England and I, I think you'd share the opinion most other countries would. Um, something that little bit better about beating England than there is about beating anybody else. Um, so, you know, I, th- I mean, I think it predates yeah. back to... Um, the empire and you know you know the history yourself yeah 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 um and every every country has their own uh individual experience of oppression that came from england so you know i think it's rooted in that and then it just kind of manifested now luckily into more of a friendly rivalry rather than a a spiteful you know hatred of of any kind so that would be that would be my answer but i couldn't speak for all of scotland i'm sure i'm sure everybody else would have uh a more heated answer for you so sorry to disappoint <laughs> no that's all right no I, I just i know an example of that is a nice way of looking at it and i think that's the best way of looking at it because i know so i know a story of a person that is welsh like not someone i know directly through someone mm. i know and they were at like a, they were a photographer at a football game or like a rugby game and they could beat the shit out of just for <laughs> basically being welsh because it was the english fans well, there you go. That those are the type of stories that would uh, would rile you up and make you want to beat them in the rugby or in football or whatever sport it is yeah. you're watching. So crazy. So in Exeter, what do yeah. you study? What is your? I course? study philosophy. Wow. Yes, I did know that actually, but it just reminded me. Um, what does that entail? Oh, um, it's I would say a, a study of uh, values and ethics and morality, and then the history of the subject. So you know, going back to Plato and Aristotle, and that's kind of where it all originated. And it, it for me, it's kind of a study of how how you should live. You know, it's the big questions like, uh, are are we free, and what is knowledge, and what's right, and what's wrong, and you know the questions are, are barely ever answered by it's the pro it's more the process than the answers that's that you get the education from so that's so interesting and like a, a, a you obviously enjoy it because you wouldn't chose if you didn't enjoy it but you have it's not has it been what you expected to be obviously covid has been a cunt but yeah you know. um it's been it's been very a very intense workload in comparison to anything I did before. So I, I studied mm-hmm. philosophy at higher, which would be like a middle ground somewhere between AS and A level, because in Scotland those are the exams that get you into uni. Okay. Um, so I studied I studied philosophy at higher, and that kind of was like a taster for what it was going to be like at uni. But it's definitely in a lot more depth and far more intense than I could have imagined. But I kind of I like that. I like a bit of, a little bit of pressure. Um, you know, to kind of get your, your teeth stuck into it. So I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, and despite COVID, it's actually been all right. So hopefully when teaching's in person and meeting more people on my course and things like that, it will be even better than it's been. Yeah, so. yeah even better. And like that philosophy is not one that I, you know, you immediately think of like, you know, whenever people think of big dreams and careers, like yeah. me being yeah. screen right now, I want to write a movie, I want to win an Oscar. <laughs> you know, all these things that like, I know, like my flatmate wants to be like an actor and all these people want to be like, you know, I want to go to space, all this shit. But like, where mm-hmm. did the original like thoughts of this, or like, what is a career that you want to go down then? Like, what is the like dream, basically? <laughs> I suppose that's the million dollar question, really, isn't it? So when yeah. I was deciding what I was going to apply for in UCAS, it was kind of, right, well, I don't really know what I wanted, what I want to do. And I felt like, you know, 
what they what they kept telling us was it's rather than it being like a, a job for life you're going for it's a life of jobs so give do study something that, that keeps doors open for you and something you enjoy and that will lead you to wherever you're supposed to be you know so that's kind of why I went for it and I'll come out the end with a philosophy degree and sure I don't know if that makes me a philosopher or what that makes me maybe a twat for not having a job but then <laughs> it'll be hopefully you know something something I enjoy at the end of the road maybe maybe teaching or law or something or yeah just see where see where it takes me so it's more about for me right now enjoying what I'm doing and uh and then the rest will sort itself out so I hope anyway so yeah exactly that's I had that conversation with my flat today which is basically one of my flatmates sister has a history degree but yeah mm-hmm. It's very unlikely that they're going to actually have a job in yeah. as a historian. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just as long as like, and I said the same thing, you know, like it kind of worries me sometimes that, you know, mm-hmm. screenwriting is not a, like, you know, you don't get 100% uh, employability. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like nurses, there's nurses upstairs and they all um are definitely going to get a job after that. You know, there's physios are going to get a job. Uh, yeah. Like ours is not like yours is kind of the same in that you're not like mm-hmm. guaranteed a job and it kind of like puts me on edge. But like I, I'm definitely doing what I love and clearly yeah. you are too. So that's like yeah. what we need to like focus on. I think exactly. It's, it's not it's not a vocational degree as such, but you know it's that you get the enjoyment out of it. And how many years you know you get your uni experience once. So to be doing something you love and and getting a degree at the end of it is kind of it's a win for me in my eyes anyway. So yeah, um, so. Just segueing into we talk about Scotland. I'm just thinking, like, from your perspective, because I have a lot of strong views, and I think everyone does on Northern Ireland. I would just like to think yes. you've been, you've been introduced to Northern Ireland in quite a hectic way. So just want to yes. say, like, what do you think? What is your thoughts on it? Like, you know, I don't know. You can say what talk about whatever section you want. You can talk about the, well, the food in Northern Ireland. I don't give a fuck. I, just talk about something. I have to. Yeah, I mean, the, anybody I've met from from northern ireland thus far anyway has been they're just well you know welcoming and they're funny and they, they want to speak to you and they, they seem like they give a shit you know rather than just listening to you for the sake of it and maybe that's yeah. not a northern irish thing maybe that's like your friends and you know what that's what they're like but um yeah so so both my parents are are, are irish but they're from down south so any any idea i had of northern ireland was uh just had come from driving through belfast you know and and yeah. uh, it's a big part of family history as well so my granddad was uh, quite heavily involved in the peace process so I was aware of the history like before meeting the people and then so to go and meet people and have you know a lot of my best friends are now are now from Northern Ireland like I only can speak highly of it you know in that regard and then um, on the flip side then there's a lot of cultural differences for all those similarities between Scotland and Northern Ireland I remember uh, was having a chat with um Jenny and Sam Rainey was walk we were walking home one night um and we were talking about like sex education basically in what it was like for me in school versus what it was like for them in school and uh, education around you know drinking and um drugs and things like that and how yeah. much they differ purely oh, I mean I think it was because um like from a religious point of view rather than anything the teaching in one respect was coming from a religious background and there. Uh, and then another was from a non-denominational background. So the teaching was very different there. And that would be the main difference in my head that stands out is that the opportunity there is to learn about the risks and, you know, the, the do's and the don'ts and the experiences and things like that. That's the main difference I see in my head between the two places because actually, like, the crack and the people are very similar, you know, so. Yeah, that's so. a really good way of looking at it. And that's it's good that you thought about it before, though, so it's not, like, putting you on the spot to think of an answer. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I just wanted to, this is another massive segue into your Snapchat story today of you hitting a memory of you, remember it was yesterday, is it your sister that you yeah. absolutely fucking bollocked with an exercise ball, me and my son found that absolutely hilarious, that is just an excellent video, um, yeah. and I went, here we go again, I need to, I think I need to um get this, you know, the segues under control here because this is very, going from you smacking your sister in the face with an exercise ball to something very um I don't know it, it in in the previous you know I, I do the I do my own section where I talk about myself and then I, I do the interview and mm-hmm. in my own section today I talked about a thing called everyone's invited have you heard of it no I've not heard of it yeah a lot of people haven't and this is it's really it's a thing a website launched by this woman I, I'm not actually sure what her name is and it's basically testimonies of people who have experienced sexual assault in universities or like high schools or something mm-hmm. and I just it, like I obviously you go to Exeter and yeah. it just kind of like um I there's the, it gives you a list of all the universities that have been listed on the uh, website yeah. and yeah. Exeter is one of them my Worcester isn't thank god but mm-hmm. uh, I just uh, wanted to read you one out which is it doesn't say who it's from it's, they're all anonymous and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get, read you one out which is I was at a party where I was far too drunk to the point where I woke up not remembering anything past midnight. I asked my male friend what happened that night and he said he didn't remember anything. Later that day, my girl, my girlfriends told me that him and I had sex and he was telling everyone about it. I felt so sick and embarrassed. To look, to look me in the eye and not tell me what happened, true or not, is just cruel and I became a victim of another lad story. He then continued to grab my bum and boobs when we saw each other in clubs at uni. Um, just there, I'm very in all my podcasts. I do like talking about you know the the topics that aren't really like you know we don't talk about an average day. Yeah, yeah, like, taboo subjects. Yeah, like yeah. sexual harassment and assault and all that. And it's just I think it's so good that these people have a voice. And I meant I mentioned that in my previous section, but I just yeah. would like to see what, what your perspective like. Have you experienced? harassment whatever i just would like to see what you think and like it's it, it is good isn't it that mm-hmm. people are now starting to have a voice yeah and and i think uh you know exeter i don't know have you seen but it's, it's had a lot of a bad press um for sexual harassment on I campus so that. for for people to be feeling empowered enough to be speaking about it from that uni is just brilliant it's obviously terrible circumstances so brilliant is an, an odd word for it but um yeah, yeah to ha- give people a platform to be speaking out is, is really important is really important um in terms of personal experience uh n- thankfully not at uni but um so obviously the the sarah everand case kind of brought brought what should have already been a prominent societal issue to the forefront of the news and a lot of women started speaking out and and i, I say women i mean a lot of people started speaking out because obviously this doesn't just happen to women this happens to everybody and I was yeah. uh, I was having a look and uh, there was a, an article written this March so March of 2021 that was saying that 86 percent uh, of women aged 18 to 24 had been sexually harassed in public spaces so I was thinking about that and you know like how many of my friends does that include and how many yeah. of my friends have yeah. I spoken to about it and I did have a discussion with one of my friends um, about it and it was only through talking to them that I realised that yeah, actually, something that happened to me probably did come under sexual harassment. So oh my God, yeah. it was it was uh, it was funny because I think because it was so normalised because you know these things happen so regularly. Yeah. I didn't even realise, but uh, yeah. So I was in a a nightclub, you know, I was getting with somebody as you do, and um, mm-hmm. then 
my hands, not by my own choice, was down the trousers of this guy. And so you're kind of like in the moment, what the fuck is going on? So kind of, you know, moved away and that was the end of that. And I didn't think much about, of it afterwards. And then actually when I was having this discussion, this, this was uh, before Corona, just my last night out before Corona, I was having a discussion with one of my mates about it. We actually thought, uh, yeah, actually that does come under some form of sexual harassment probably. That was, you know, against against my will and, and that wasn't something I wanted to be doing and especially not in a public place or in a nightclub. But um, yeah, I mean, that yeah. it was so normalised that I hadn't even considered that it could come under that bracket, you know? So if I, it just makes me think if that had happened to me and I didn't even realise then, then what's happened to my friends. And it's, it's obviously a bigger, bigger societal issue, as I say. So it's, it's happening to people everywhere which is uh yeah it's a disaster really and a, a borderline human rights crisis i would say so yeah definitely and that yeah. statistic that you said there is absolutely fucking insane that that is a that is like even a statistic and like I, I, that's really good though like you know we have to say in this in, in the society we will live we live in now there's so much people like you know negative we're kind of like ruining the planet with yeah. you know the, we're doing there's so much shit like our you know phones are cancerous they're tracking us all this yeah, but, yeah you yeah. know you look at things like this of what the pla- that platform gives us is it, it does give people who are afraid to speak in like pu- like public they can have a voice and it's really good yeah. that this sort of thing can happen and like the movements that happen like this area everything you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it. Without social media, I think that would have been so much less impactful. So it, you know, yeah. you have to look at it like that. And it's but, it's a strength in numbers thing, I think, for people as well, because I can imagine it's very very isolating. You feel lonely and wrongfully embarrassed, I would say, because it's you know yeah. it's not a victim's fault. So, but you can imagine you'd feel embarrassed about that, and so to for there to be a collective movement of people, whether it's online or in person, you know, coming forward and saying that this has happened and standing together and through speaking out empowering each other it's given people a, a lot of strength and, and bravery when they probably need it no the most you know yeah, so exactly yeah it is time for some uncomfortable questions the first question for you the first question for you Phoebe is do you think everything happens for a reason Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think about this before, actually, in a, in a couple of different contexts. And I, I do think everything happens for a reason. And I think it's kind of a in terms of like a cause and effect point of view, everything happens for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, from a from an emotional standpoint, I can't justify that because things happen that are terrible. And you find yourself asking, why is that happened? Why is it happened to me? Why is it happened to my friend? You know? And, yeah. and emotionally, you can't comprehend things. But actually, you know, logically, and as I say, in terms of cause and effect, yeah, I do. I do think everything happens for a reason. So, so yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fifty-fifty. Emotionally, I can't convince myself that everything happens for a reason. But you know, logically and looking at facts, I would say yes, everything oh. does happen for a reason. Okay. Uh, what do you think about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um. Chops and changes on the daily. I think it depends what I'm doing. Sometimes I think you are class, like you are class act, Phoebe. And then other times I catch myself thinking you are a twat. It really de- it depends what I'm doing and and who I'm with. And I think that also has an impact about who you spend your time with. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's really. You think about yourself. Uh, do you have any regrets? Um, nothing that comes to mind. Although I'm sure someone who's been on 
who I've I've done wrong in the past if they're listening to this will think what about this what about that but like not not immediately no okay. not nothing that springs to mind okay um have you ever been rejected yes <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to explain the story just just yeah yes is that a yeah yeah I think I think yeah, I would say yes okay um your biggest turn off um probably a lack of manners i would say oh man that's a good answer yeah. I, I you know you i on you know i've heard i've asked these people people this question you know not even on the podcast and a lot of it's like personal hygiene or something you know like the generic and that is a really good answer because i think without manners yeah i, I totally yeah i totally get that um your biggest fear uh my biggest fear is is dying but it's not because i'm afraid of dying it's because i'm i'm afraid of what i would leave behind and who i would leave behind um, oh that's so, interesting yeah that would be my answer to that one and like there's no you're not like a you don't get like scared it, it's not the act the you say there that's not the actual dying itself it's the so like no yeah it's yeah. it's who who i would leave and what i would leave and and uh yeah i think that's what 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 puts the fear in me is not being able to look after the people who I care about most, who would be most hurt about it, you know? That's what oh, that's what's right, my biggest fear. Um and last question, which is your thoughts on anal sex. Um <laughs> like personally, it's not really something I'm I'm like gagging to to try, you know, no. but like uh, each to their own, that's what I would say to that one. <laughs> okay, you're allowed to feel comfortable, you can relax. <laughs> It is time, everyone, for the Peterism, the Peter quote, the Peter words. And this week, the quote is, so I'll give you a slight bit of context. I was just lying in my bed and we were talking about, we were like, Peter was out there and we were all just having a bit of a discussion, you know, flat discussion as you do. And discussing it shows that watching, you know, Netflix and I was saying, you know, like, I started to watch like the Umbrella Academy didn't really like it stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, he was looking at what he watched he told us what he watched he watched like a, The Good Place and all these different things and then he says oh I can look at my brother's account and see what he watches so he went on to the brother's account and then he goes my brother has been watching Horse Semen on Netflix <laughs> like that was word for word what he said so we were all obviously in stitches and from that what do you take I want your reaction what would you react to that if you heard someone say that <laughs> Um, I'll I'll probably be a bit confused. I can't say I've I've heard of that. Um, so that would probably be I would laugh and then I would probably think, what the fuck is that? That yeah. would be my my initial reaction. Uh, you know, as 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 is was my response to um the the question about anal sex, each to their own. You know, whatever floats your boat. So. <laughs> His yeah. brother wants to watch that, then we'll work away. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. It was that was a good. That's you're nice to say that, but then we. I was like, we were like, what the fuck? And then I was like, right, give me. Did the you phone. watch it? Give me the phone, and I was like, let me see what the show is because he can see, like you know, watch it. You know, the watch it again session on Netflix. Yeah. And he was reading that, and I looked at it and I goes, oh my god, no! It, it was a poster for BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was what he it, he had read it wrong. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't see the Bojack. He just seen the Horseman. And he goes, <laughs> he's the Horse Semen. <laughs> um, have you seen that show? I can't say I have, but is this guy, is this guy a, a dyslexic or is he just having a moment? 
because as, as a dyslexic I, I can empathize with it that could be a position i find myself in by accident um reading out something like that i am unsure so. i think it is the language barrier is more of the issue because the <laughs> bulgarian man and I, th- I think that is actually what it was because i think to be fair the poster did have a very tiny bojack and a big horse semen horseman <laughs> horseman horse semen <laughs> So to be fair, he just read he just read the bottom bit. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm somewhat relieved to hear that that that's actually not what he was watching. Is it his younger brother? Yeah, it is his oh, younger dear. brother watching BoJack Horseman. No, right, probably had the fear in him when he read that. Yeah, that would be quite an, an interesting Netflix show. Um, horse <laughs> semen. What is it? Just like we follow the semen on his daily life. Um, semen trying to get through high school. Well, you're you're doing screenwriting, are you not? That might be something you want to an idea you might want to capitalize on. Maybe. Oh, you never know. You never know. Oh my god. Well, Phoebe, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming to my podcast. I will definitely get you back again. For having me. No problem at all. Thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. I will catch you soon enough, I'm sure.